This is our ninth and final session, I believe, on Ephesians 1, 7 to 10. And uh, for it to make uh, the best sense possible, it would be really good for you to look at uh, session number eight. But let me see if I can make this useful in itself. So according to God's good pleasure, which he set forth in Christ as a plan, it is a household administration, an oikonomian, for the fullness of time, but this plural, all the periods of time, so a household plan for the fullness of all the periods of time to sum up all things in him, in Christ, things in heaven, and things on the earth. So the, the great, deepest good pleasure of God is now being set forth, that is, realized and enacted in history as a plan and as a purpose to sum up all in Christ. So let me see if I can make sense out of this and then take you over to Romans 13 for a, an analogy. I think what he's saying here is if God's administrative plan for the universe or for history, and particularly the plan of redemption in history, if that household plan comes to pass, it will be the fullness of all the periods of time. There are lots of periods of time in this household plan. And those periods of time have a meaning, and the meaning reaches its consummation, its climax, its completion, when that administration is done according to God's will. So the fullness here, I think, means the fullness of the meaning of these periods of time. The point, the reason they exist, the reason all these periods of time in this household plan exist, will reach its fullness when this household plan is fulfilled the way God means for it to be fulfilled. Now, what is that? And so he specifies with this purpose right here, this household plan is what? To sum up all things in Christ. If this is carried out the way it should be, then the effect will be that everything, and I think this all things here, is the all things that are included in how this plan works, all things will find their sum, their meaning, their head, their goal, everything they were pointing to will be in Christ. So the administration of all things will prove to be a fullness of meaning when those things are carried out as God plans, and that plan is to make sure that everything in that administration shows that Christ is the sum of those things. Christ will be the end point, the climax 
the main thing, the point, the goal, the sum of that entire plan and the all things. Now, let me try this. This is Paul is just about flying so high here, we can't go with him because it's pretty amazing and high. But consider this in Romans 13, 9 to 10. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment, all of them together, any any other commandment are summed up. Now, there's that word, same word as sum up in Ephesians 1.10. They are summed up, all these commands are summed up in this word, you shall love your neighbors yourself. So let's summarize that by saying, love is the sum of all commandments. Right? Any other commandment, all these commandments and any other commandment are summed up in this word, namely love. So love is the sum of all the commandments. Now, he he says, I think, again, same thing in verse 10. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fullness of the law. So let's write that down. Love is the fullness of the law. You see how parallel these are. Commandments, law, sum, fullness, love, love. Now, I can't help but be amazed that this is the only other place in all of Paul's writings where the word sum up occurs. And it occurs with the same word fullness that we have back here. As a plan for the fullness of the periods of time to sum up all things in him. What are we to make of that? Well, the one thing, I don't want to overinterpret this and say, oh, that passage in Ephesians is really all about love and commandments. It's not. It's not. I'm simply drawing attention to the fact that when sum up is used, it's virtually the same as fullness here in the context. Love is the sum of the commandments. In other words, when all the commandments are added together, this is like a mathematical thing, the sum you get is love. And when the law is filled up with full and perfect obedience, the sum you get is love. And I'm suggesting that since these are, this is the same for both, the sum word picture and the fullness word picture, that back here, Christ is the same for the fullness and the sum up. In other words, this says um, that the aim of this plan is to sum up all things in him. And it says the plan is a household administration for the 
fullness of these times. So I'm going to suggest that just as Christ is the the sum of all things, all things, so if you add all things together, the sum at the bottom will be Christ. And I'm saying these all things here are the way this household administration is to be carried out. Everything in this household administration and running history is to be done in a certain way, namely, in a way that shows the fullness of the periods of time. And I'm saying that's Christ. Christ is the fullness. The fullness of the meaning of all the periods of time in history is Christ. If you were to ask, fill up the meaning of every period of time, what's the, what's the meaning of every period of time in redemptive history? The answer is going to be Christ. And then it repeats itself here. All things. Add all things together. The sum you get is Christ. So, main point. This good pleasure of God is being enacted or set forth in history with one main overarching goal, namely that when it's all done, the fullness and the sum will be Christ. The world is about Christ. The universe is about Christ. History is about Christ. Everything in the world is about Christ. And if you want to see how Paul says it, in Colossians, go over and read Colossians 1, 16, following. All things created through him and for him. He's the sum of all things, that he might be supreme in all things. <laughs>